Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. We are a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT, and as usual, I am your host, Sonder Bjorn, and I'm joined by both the Dramatic and the Dream today. Yannick, how are you? I'm extremely tired, but I'm happy to be here. And Dylan, how are you? I'm just so psyched that we're all here. You know, so happy. Tired or not, you're fighting through it. You're here. I'm here. Sandre's here. And the listeners are here, most importantly. And we have a pretty kind of a banger of a show on tap, in my opinion. I'm very excited about today because of all the influence from the audience and the listeners and our friends. Yeah. We, uh, we uh, of course, uh, are a DDT and Dragon Gate podcast. This will mostly be Dragon Gate. We don't have that much DDT to talk about. And in the end of the episode, we will do a cool little Q&A session uh, for Dragon Gate, since we did a similar thing uh, last uh, earlier this year for DDT. I figured, let's do one for Dragon Gate also. Uh, so we got you, the listeners, to send in some questions, and we got a decent amount, so it should be fun to talk about that at the end. But first, we have two Across Fukuoka Dragon Gate shows to go through, and one DDT show. And uh, the DDT show wasn't, uh, like, nothing that noteworthy happened. Uh, Yannick, I think you are the only one that have watched it in full. Yes. Um, it isn't a, a noteworthy show at all. It's, um, I think, what no, uh, what is noteworthy is that the show was, well, everything that is worth seeing uh, was done by the rookies. So the opener, it was the second or third match we saw of Rukia, uh, the yeah. new guy. A pretty solid showing. Um, we had Kazuki Hirata versus Yuni in a kind of comedy match. Personally, I absolutely love it. Loved it. This one, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just somehow it's, extremely it's mind only, It's the only match both me and Dylan have watched from this show. <laughs> yes, because I wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was nothing that special, but yeah, it was uni. Uni looked good. I would say that. I watched it on my own without your influence. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I kind of agree. It was Sandre. Uh, yeah personally for me this was just uh i was so entertained by this whole whole thing um yes uh the next match was toru washu and yuji hino um beating katsu uh katsu higuchi and yuki ishida um it wasn't like the hard-hitting affair it could have been it was more of like a comedy stuff they they had all the the sumo comedy um, that you see oftentimes, especially with Yuki Ishida. It was a fine match. Yeah. Uh, how um, about the main the, event? Yeah. The 37 Kamina, Mao Shinma, Katsumata, Toi Kojima, and Yuki Ueno versus Burning, Yunakiyama, Tetsu Endo, Yusuke Okara, and Yuya Kuruku. It was this a elimination was, match. Yes, this was a, a forum for elimination match. A really solid Good wrestling, um, but nothing really noteworthy. All in all, I'd, I'd say 
personally, I really like uh, Hirata vs. Uni, but this is probably the match of the night, um, like wrestling-wise. Yeah. Um, shout out um, to the cage match user Kill Owens Kill, who rated every single match on this card the three out of ten, except for the same. I mean. Uh, which was Pheromones versus Hiroshima and Keiko Nakamura. Um, I skipped that match. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe maybe this guy sh- just shouldn't watch DDT shows because he obviously gets pissed off about him. No, I disagree. <laughs> we need more of those takes. Uh, I think we need all of these very serious uh, reviews on Cage Match. So hopefully he continues to watch and maybe he'll find <laughs> out the true match quality of the ones we all turn to, I think, when we look for that in Dan Shokudino. Hell yeah. Um, um, but some other DDT news, unless you have anything else to say about this show? No, not necessarily about this show. Um, in, but in the main event, it's um, well, it's burning against Sana Kamina, and uh, Mao will, uh, will fa- uh, face, uh, will challenge Tetsuya Endo, and Shunma Katsumata will face uh, Chunakiyama. Yeah, it's a it's a preview for that. I still yes. I will watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. Before we <laughs> uh, um, I just want to uh, want to go over the a uh, bit about the the stipulation for the hardcore, well, the hardcore, the yeah, yeah. the hardcore title match. Um, it's a TLC match. Chunakiyama will wrestle a TLC match, but the T doesn't stand for tables; it stands for toys. Um, while Shunma tries uh, to get the fans to gift him toys to uh, to use in the match, um, he got uh, three Beyblades from uh, Hisaya Imabayashi today. Chunakiyama <laughs> um, took that literally and stole Toy Kojima from Sana Kamina. Nice. He, he stole the toy. That's good. Yes, he, he stole the toy. And it's pretty funny if you see the whole thing play out on Twitter. That is pretty funny. Um, but some other DDT news is that uh, Visa Problems has prevented Nick Wayne from entering Japan. So, uh, so his DDT tour has been delayed. And his match on the Yokama Budokan Max Bump show on the 3rd of May has been... He has been replaced by Ventvert Jack from uh, the My Way promotion. Bit, bit sad news. Uh, Yannick, you are a big fan of Van, uh, Ventvert Jack, so the, uh, it's sad that Nick Wayne had to step out, but uh, th- this should be cool either way. Yeah, I think he's really talent- talented, also really young, like also 17. Um, okay. He wrestles for Freedoms a lot in the undercard. So he got some uh, some spots. He also was part of the uh, of some DDT shows. So he's he's no stranger okay. to. Uh, yeah, he has done DDT before. He has done DDT, and I think he's a he's a good replacement. Like not as exciting because like he isn't a fly-in, but um, you know he he has a spot. Yeah. He he knows how to impress. Uh, Dylan, do you have do you know anything about Venver Jack? Do you remember him? Uh, th- th- was he on the the show we watched on the WrestleMania weekend? No, this is this is a guy from Japan. Oh. <laughs> nah. 
Well, we'll see how he does. He he will be Takeshi Masada's partner in that match uh, now on Max Bump. And some last news about Max Bump is that uh, the Dance versus Kickboxing MMA Challenge will have a ring girl, just like in uh, all the other MMA matches. And uh, this is a ring girl that has pre- previous experience as ring girl in Ryzen. But she's also very known for the uh, for in the wrestling scene because it's uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro's ring announcer Sayori Namba. That's just I needed to mention that. That's and so I, we appreciate you for mentioning that, Sandra. Don't don't act defensive about it. We appreciate that, and we need more of that kind of explanations from you. Also, uh, Yoshimura has uh, Naomi Yoshimura has said that he is uh, feeling he has. Uh, overgun. He has had a successful uh, surgery, and uh, he's going to wait a long time before he gets back. But uh, the the waiting is making him more straight. Uh, like he he's he's getting more anxious to get back uh, soon. So I uh, I'm really happy that Naomi Shimura is okay, and uh, I can't wait to have him back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, we move over to uh, the two Dragon Gate across Fukuoka shows. Uh, one day show and one evening show. Two not that noteworthy shows. Um, night one, or day, the morning show, started off with Natural Vibes, uh, Big Boss Shimizu, Jackie Funky Kame, and Casey defeating M2K, Susumi Mochizuki, Yasushi Kanda, and Genki Horiguchi. I don't remember that much from this match. It was cool to see Genki and Susumu do versus natural vibes, but uh, other than that, I don't remember that much from this. Yeah, you know, with matches like this, it's more for the fans, you know, uh, I, w- I would say overall. Like you said, Genki in there is really fun. Uh, you know, you had a bit of everybody, but uh, hey, if you're going to have a fill-in for this spot, he's one of the best ones for it, but... I'm uh, very yeah. happy to see. What one thing I've noticed, like the more you follow DG, the more I really value and treasure every Jackie Funky Kame win that I can have. So that's always good. Yeah, he rolled up Genki at the end of this match to score the win for Natural Vibes, which is awesome. Uh, moving on, Yamato and Don Fuji versus M3K, Masaki Mochizuki, and Mochizuki Jr. Mochizuki Jr. and Don Fuji has amazing chemistry. Yeah, they always have. Uh, Don won this match with uh, with the Gato Clutch on uh, Mochi Jr. and uh, fun match. Uh, nothing that noteworthy to say. Yeah, for like a, I mean, it was like a five minute match ultimately. But yeah. For what for what we had, it was really fun. Uh, like I said, I really liked, like you said, Fuji and Junior is always going to stand out. Uh, more or less an off night for for Yamato at this point, but everything he did was uh, solid. Uh, this was a fun early going match on the card. Uh. The next match was a very sneaky, like, good match here on the undercard. Strong Machine J versus Kota Minora. Uh, I thought this was very fun. Uh, Kota Minora did, uh, like, they they worked a lot with uh, each other, and I thought I thought Kota Minora got really over. And like, some places he gets a lot of heat, and some places he does not get anything. And but in this match, he got uh, the crowd into him, and uh, he won when he hit the gang on the Strong Machine J. Makes sense. 
Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, like I think these two have pretty interesting chemi- chemistry together too. It was a sleeper match kind of, uh, you know, when you looked at it. I think these two are very similar in like stature too. Where I, I kind of feel like you know you don't want to say I, I don't even know how to describe it really. Where they're not main eventers, and they're not really even super important to the company seemingly, but they're in a good spot for themselves, like to where they are important in a weird way. Uh, I do think definitely Machine has had more like positive momentum going forward. I think Minora had that great match with Kakuta, everybody, you know, we all loved. Yeah. Uh, but but besides that I think Jay has probably had a better run in the in the short term, you know, or you know, recent times I guess you could say. Uh, but Minora's done a good job here. I think he's had a pretty good run. He's kind of trying to keep that momentum going for what he had, even though he lost against Kakuta, I thought that match made him look a lot better than we may have thought of him. Oh yeah. For a while, he, he regained a lot of the momentum he lost in, during the summer last year. Yeah, with that, and uh, yeah, this I should have mentioned that this is kind of a preview singles match before the open the triangle gate match on Dead or Alive. So, yep. with that, we move on to another preview match for Dead or Alive: a Dragon Kid and Dragon Daya teaming again, the Reyes de Pereira's uh, tag team versus Jason Lee and Kaito Nagano. This was my favorite match on this show. Yeah, me the, too. The, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, Daya and Jason did a lot of good preview uh, preview work. And, uh, like, I got really high for them to steal the show on May 5th. Uh, oh, Kaito Nagano, I totally agree. Kaito Nagano took the pin here when Daya hit the DDDDT. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, th- this is the match I definitely recommend from night one. Uh, even from the morning show. I mean, I it's so I I'm so used to saying night one and night two, but this was evening and day. Yeah, but I was gonna say like I totally agree with you. I think if we're fans of this company, we already know what Lee and Dyer can do, and how good of a wrestlers they are. I think they're just fantastic performers. This is going to be a super great match to me. I'm so hyped for it when they when they go at it on Dead or Alive. That's that to me is honestly like right up there with the main the main title match, just in terms of my personal interest in it because I think the match quality is going to be so high. But uh, I really would love to see Lee and Kid go at it too. I I think that they could do something uh, really special. You know, Kid is a guy I, I always sell out for of the veterans. He still is at that level to where he can be this great guy, uh, really plays a great role. And him and Nagano were like great pairings with each other. So I thought Kid really impressed when he had his chance here. So not only did they build that up, I, I would love to see a Kid and Lee match in the future, which uh, Jason also agreed with me. If you read his interview that came out on Five Star, uh, the website where yeah. he answered a bunch of questions. And we I was all part of that. Yeah, I was just about to plug uh, that. that uh, Jason Lee did an interview with uh, uh, Scott and the rest of us uh, on the Five Star Network uh, sent in questions as well. Uh, you can find that at fivestarnetwork.co. It was a very cool interview. He had a lot to say. And um, he, had, he said when he was asked, do you have any personal goals in uh, 2023? And he said that he wants to make a, a record-defining reign of the Brave Gate Championship. And, uh, I hope, I, so. That, I hope awesome. so. that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, I think we all hope for that. 
And um, yeah, he he also said that right now all his focus is on Dragon Dyer. He um, he didn't single any any of the other guys on the roster as a, a potential challenger. But he said also that he wants to defend uh, the Brave Gate Championship against one guy from the from abroad, and that is Jonathan Jonathan Gresham, because he had a match with him in 2012 in Hong Kong, and now now of course both wrestlers has changed a lot, and uh, he wanted that. Yeah, he said a kid was his favorite wrestler along with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that is also the two, true. The two we all think of together, I would say. I mean, Shawn, My- Shawn Michaels, maybe uh, maybe I wouldn't have him as a favorite, but I I don't blame him for having Dragon Kid as a favorite. But, I mean, they're so similar, I would say, Kid and, and HBK. I mean, that's exactly who I thought of the first time I saw Kid, stylistically. Yeah, yeah, sure. He, he is very, like, the sexy boy. No, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's fun. We all take inspirations from different places, is the whole point, Andre. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then uh, we move over to a six-man tag. Gold Class, BB Hulk, Ben K, and Minorita versus Seabrats, Kai, Diamante, and Ishan. This match was fun for one thing, and that was that the, reuni- the reunion of Minorita and Diamante. Diamante has oh. missed having, having Minorita to throw around. What a! They are such a great pairing. Minorita is like this to me is his like ideal role. Like yeah. just have these big guys, bigger guys, beat the hell out of them. <laughs> I mean, and throw them around. It's crazy how all these really small wrestlers have their best matches with Diamante. Uh, just remember La Estrella. Yeah, yeah. Diamante yeah. has such a good base, so. Like he he is the guy to go to send a guy that does a lot of uh, fun stuff <laughs> against. Um, and uh, Ishan won this match when he hit the Komata uh, Slam to pick up some more momentum for him and Kai going into the Twin Gate Challenge on Dead or Alive. And then the main event, more of a setup for the three way on the, the evening show. But uh, a solid main event, uh, Yuki Oshoka and Madoka Kikura of D-Courage versus Seabrats, Shun Skywalker and Hyo. Um, in the finishing, finishing stretch of this, the ref got bumped and ended up missing Hyo rolling up Yuki for three, which made Seabrats really mad at the ref and they started like beating him up. And then Yuki got the chance to roll up Hyo and uh, got the pin on Hyo. And after the match, Shun complained about the ref and asked for Kyo to be the special ref for D-Courage so that everything, for the D-Courage freeway, so that everything will go down the middle and no rules will be broken. I mean, if that's, isn't that what we all want? Is Shun not pe- speaking for the people right now? He sure or is. is. <laughs> or, or, or is he trying to instigate this to use it to his own ends. Which is it? Is he honest or is he dishonest, Andre? I don't know. He he had he had a plan, that's for sure. And I thought doing it this funny. way yeah. like it felt like I don't know. It, it kind of felt like we were kind of drifting away from what we they built such a good job. They'd done such a good job earlier in Shun tormenting uh Kikuda and they would 
kind of get back to that later. But I did think it wasn't as maybe drilled home as, as hard as it could have been. Like, th this felt like, okay, now we're giving to Courage the one-up to kind of even it out, uh, you yeah. know, so, so, so to speak here. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, I I feel like, uh, of course, your idea for the for this whole thing was way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so obviously my ideas are clearly the greatest in all of wrestling, but but not even not even not even just that, but more so that uh, I think that they could have added a little bit more heat because I thought I've always I've always said that Shun to me his he's at his greatest as. A, a heel that torments his opponents and plays psychological mind games, and it takes a lot of effort to kind of go into that character. So when you go away from it even a little bit, uh, you know, now, now it's kind of more evened out. So, I, like, obviously yeah. my version was much more built around Shun and his heel tactics. Here was more, like, trying to even things out. And it's not... I don't even think it's necessarily terrible that they did that, but I, just for me, I think you could have built a little bit more heat, especially since we're building up to what... Even if he loses, I think this match should be positioned as a huge redemption for Kakuda by the end. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely should. Uh, yeah, I think they went, they kind of went away from the tormenting part of the build and went to more the classic uh, heel versus yeah. babyface build. Yeah, and exactly. That is not what get what got Shun the like fa the fame that he got for his heel work. Like he his heel work is good because he is very unique in the way he does it. And this was way a lot more like basic. <laughs> right. Uh with that we move over to the evening show the same day from across Fukuoka. Uh both these shows were on the sixteenth of uh, April last Sunday. Uh opener was Gold Class, Kota Minora, BB Hulk and Ben K, the Triangle Gate champions versus Two halves of their challengers, Casey, Big Boss, Shimizu, and Jason Lee, verse uh, of Natural Vibes. Of course, uh, Gold Class are defending against Casey, Big Boss, and Storm Machine J. This was a fine opener. Uh, Boss won with the shot put slam on BB Hulk. And yeah, uh, they, it, they, it did its job, just like the opener on the uh, first show. Absolutely. I've, so, I've actually seen this, like, oh, okay. yeah. five, five minutes ago. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing special to to talk about. It's kind of forgettable, actually. Well, your word is the law, Yannick. When it comes to Jason, we have to agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next match, though, I thought was really, really solid. Uh, Minorita versus Hyo. Uh, Hyo put in a lot of effort in this match. I thought to just have a decent, solid dressing match and not the like usual dragging out. A heel match that he has done a lot this year. Uh, and he's still doing all the heel stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Yo avenged his loss at Final Gate by beating Minorita in this match. And yeah, what do you guys think about this four minute match? <laughs> then I'll let you go first because maybe it's finished by then. Oh, you're watching well, this it was right a... now. <laughs> yeah, it's going going right now. <laughs> well, you missed an epic match here. I don't know how long I can drag this out for you, but I will say this. Uh, Minorita, always good in his role. Kyo, we kind of talked about this off the air a little bit. 
he's more noteworthy for his heel tactics and all of that more than his actual wrestling. Uh, but he's not bad. He's kind of okay. You know, just uh, much more noteworthy with his heelness. I think for me, like, any praise I would give this was kind of negated because it took place like a day or two after the Azumi and Saki Kashima four-minute match as well, which yeah. was, you know, seeking which to accomplish... Way yeah. more high-speed and... Wave. Just everything about it was better. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing about this match. That... Comparison. It's a very I mean, they... unfair comparison. I mean, you know, to yeah. me, this is a spot where you want to stand out. Like, if you can, you would want to stand out here. And I mean, I mean these guys aren't going to do it because they're not as talented as, as Azami, which anybody with sense knows. But I do think that, you know, if you had the right people in this scenario, they could still stand out, even in Dragon Gate. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think it's interesting that. Like, Hyo clearly worked to Minorita's strengths here, which was which was to give a fiery, um, high-speed comeback. Yeah. Um, it's just like instantly subverted uh, with a low blow, and Hyo won. Yeah. But um, all in all, like this was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, in the next match, the um, next Twin Gate challengers, Seabrats, uh, Kai, and Asian defeated Kaito Nagano and Yamato in a nine-minute match. Uh, this was fun. I, I thought this was really fun. Uh, Ishin, Ishin was on point here. I think him, he, he and Kai are really hitting as a team right now on the build-up. It was very similar to the, the match on the day show. In Kai, Kai and Ishin got the momentum at the end when Ishin hit the Komata choke them on Kaito. And yeah, this was a nothing that stand out, but good build for the Twin Gate match. I really liked Nagano uh, here. I, I think that he is a guy that uh, anytime you put him in these undercard matches, he always really seems to do some great things. And I, I just really love everything about his wrestling. And again, he's in a great spot here. This was a good uh, match, just making this match, because he makes Kai and Ishin look that much bigger and more devastating as a team, the way he bumps and makes their moves look even more impactful. So I thought he really did a lot of good here. Uh, not a, a particularly great match or anything, but a, a fine yeah. mid-card effort. And like you said, it made the, the tag the tag contenders look better. Yeah. Uh, in the next match, M3K, Masaki Mochizuki, Mochizuki Jr., Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda defeated Don Fuji, Dragon Kid, Genki Horiguchi, and Konomawa Ishikawa when when uh, Susumu uh, tapped out Konomawa Ishikawa to the Boston Crab. This went way too long. <laughs> like, like every Konomawa Ishikawa match, it went a, a bit too long. Yeah, we got a question about him, and I was thinking about that. Like, all of his best matches are basically like over in a matter of seconds, and you know, uh, maybe a minute or two. Uh, when he goes beyond that, yeah, like that's you're really you know playing with fire. But uh, you know, it was a mid card comedy match. Yeah, I, nothing else. Yeah. And the next match, though, I really liked. This was my favorite match on night on the evening show. Seabrats uh, or. Former Twin Gate champions Shun Monte, Diamante, and Shun Skywalker reunited versus Natural Vibes, Strong Machine, Strong Machine J, and Jackie Funky Kame. Uh, Jackie 
Jackie Funky Kame and Shun Monte have excellent chemistry, as we saw in the match of the year last year. But then, again, in this match, it was just awesome. I thought Jackie really was on point in this match. And uh, I've, mi- I've missed seeing uh, Shun Skywalker and Diamante tag because I feel like that's when we get the best Shun Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, this was a really good match. Um... I also like, uh, obviously, we just saw like, uh, the Dreamgate match, but a Strong Machine just always brings the, brings the energy against Seabreds. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then just uh, Diamante, seeing him back is, is so good. Him manhandling uh, Jackie. And obviously, like, June is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that uh, Jackie was just really good here. He impressed me so much. Uh, you mentioned the match last year, which obviously that was like one of the most exciting and coolest matches of the whole year. Pretty oh, much yeah. that tag team match. Uh, obviously, yeah, obviously this was like a mid-card, you know, mid-card type of match was Machine filling in for Jason. But I thought that they had a lot of the same, like, like a lot of the tools are still there. Even yeah. in this completely different scenario, and you can see how talented these guys are. Uh, Machine is not as good as of a partner as Jackie as maybe Jason is for that style of match, but yeah. for this type of match, I thought he did a, a very good job uh, holding his own. And like you said, I, I did think he definitely has some good energy. He, no, no pun intended, he has good vibes to him in the, in the ring. Like every time he comes in, I think it feels like he's really gaining more confidence in himself. And having a, a good outlook so far, so I really like what they did here. But JFK to me was like really stand out, and whenever yeah. he was in the match, I thought it was really good. So the question, one of uh, one of the questions that uh, the Five Star Network asked Jason Lee, which was actually my question, uh, was if he could choose any uh, Dragon Gate talent to face in America in a special one-on-one showcase match, uh, just anywhere in in the states to try and showcase the talent of Dragon Gate. Uh, we asked him that, and he answered. To be honest, he it was a hard to choose, but he had to pick Jackie Funky Kame, and I think that is a perfect answer, because them, those two going against each other in the states would bring so many viewers to Dragon to Dragon Gate, like they 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 could bring so many people to into Dragon Gate by just having a showcase match, where they get to go all out. The the thing with Jackie is that um, we always talk about uh, the greatness of Jason or like the flashiness of Dragon Dyer. Yeah. Um, or like the comedy of I mean Rita in the like in the Bravegate division at least. Yeah. But JFK has such an underrated charisma about him. I don't know anyone that doesn't like him, and he's so rock solid. It doesn't matter where you put him on the card. He always delivers, and he always puts a smile on your face. Like he's a true MVP, and I have to, I have to say, yeah, Jason is absolutely right. JFK uh, is perfect because everybody that sees him for the first time absolutely gets what he's all about and what he can expect from him. Yeah. 
yeah, give it, hopefully, maybe in America one day, maybe in King of Gate, they could be in the same block. Uh, oh. We could see that one on a match happen. I mean, that is the that is the match I want for uh, Kobe World for the Brave Gate Champions uh, Championship. Yeah, me too. We talked about that before. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. So, yeah. maybe Jason's uh, a listener. He liked our ideas and wanted to bring it over to the U.S. Yeah, and uh, something that scares me a bit when in that interview is how many times he talked about wanting to team with Kota Minora. Like that got me worried. I was like, oh no, is he going to join uh, Gold Class? <laughs> Please get Minora out of there. Oh, <laughs> quote Minora in natural vibes. That would be <laughs> something. No, 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 no. In uh, in the Kung Fu Masters. <laughs> yes, that would. I be just, cool. I just miss Minoli. I thought that was a tremendous yeah. tag team. Yeah, like I understand why he, why he would would say that that he could reunite yeah. with him in the future. And they were just uh, an amazing tag team. So yes. Yeah. And uh, in the next match, the main event, the D-Courage three-way. Shun Skywalker, uh, SSW Quest, game two of three. Um, Yuki Oshoko versus Dragon Dio versus Madoka Kikura ended in a DQ because Kikura kept beating up the ref, who is Kyo of (laughs) Seabats. This... Man, it was great for how short it was. Like, when D-Courage were, went all out in the start, I was really into it. And then uh, they started focusing more on Hyo being a bad ref and trying to screw over Kikura and always counting slow and sabotaging him. And it it was soon too, not, too much for Kikura. And he beat him up and got, got DQ'd for it. And then the match was remade into a handicap match of all of D-Courage versus all of Seabats that are in Japan right now. It was yeah. fun. But as a segment, this whole thing was fun and served well for Kikura. But I, w- I wish we would have gotten the full D-Courage three-way instead. Yeah, they gave us a taste of what these guys could do in a match. Um, obviously, with Hyo as the ref, you knew that some goofy stuff was going to end up happening. Yeah. Uh, over overall, like you said, as an overall segment, it was good. Like you know, it was it was good and fun. Yeah. And I I see what they were thinking with all of this. Um, I just uh, I kind of go back to what I said before, to where now we're evening things out and kind of putting Kakuda ahead by 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 the end of this, and let alone being even. Uh, because they overcame the odds yeah. pretty much here, and uh, I don't know. I, I think it would have been better with more heat, but uh, it was fun for what it was. I have no problem with it as it was, and I obviously, like you said, it's nothing. You know, it's not like it was some huge surprise that these guys can wrestle good against each other because we see how talented they are. And if the day comes where they do, there is some kind of big square off between these three for real. I think that would be a hell of a match, and but we already knew that anyway. <laughs> you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think everybody already regards these guys as great wrestlers, as they should. And yeah, I mean, I thought that the wrestling was very good at first, but only far too brief. And then the angle, it was good for what it was, but I just, uh, I think I would have liked it more if the Zebrats had came out on top at, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was a bit delusional in expecting the match. Um, but like with Hio as 
um, with you as the, the ref. I made the joke that he's basically Natsuki Tayo. Yep. Um, he did his best. Th- <laughs> he did his best. I thought his tormenting of Kikuta was uh, expertly done. Um, it, it was just too, to me... Like, I think that for a main event match like this, it le- veered too much into comedy. Like, like almost. Like, I, I want more main event stuff. Yeah, I do. I, but it yeah. fits so perfectly, though. Like it, this is the logical choice in the story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, we still don't know what the uh, what the third quest is. We only we, they haven't revealed it yet. Um, this was their last shows of April, I think. There are two other shows that happened let, right before Dead or Alive. Let me check. He's got to challenge him to a game on Fire Pro. That's that would be awesome. <laughs> so, I'd watch or, it. Arm wrestling or something. So yeah, this I, this were the lost shows yeah. uh, that, um, on the Dragon Gate Network for this month. On the third and on the fourth, we get two KBS Hall shows. Um, on the fifth, there's obviously Dead or Alive. Yeah, so there are, there are two KBS Hall shows during Golden Week before Dead or Alive on the 3rd and the 4th. I I hate that there's three uh, Dragon Gate shows in the row there <laughs> on a week that already is going to be stacked with all of all of wrestling in Japan. Yeah, Golden uh, Week on the horizon. Yeah, on, on the 3rd, it's uh, Mega Max Bump from DDT. So we are... That week is going to be busy for us. We are going to, of course, split the Dead or Alive and the Max Bump reviews. Uh, so we'll. That is in two weeks, though. And uh, some other Dragon Gate news before I break down, uh, before I run through the Dead or Alive card is that uh, two Dragon Gate wrestlers and one DDT wrestler is going to take part on the tradition. Uh, Cork and Hall show on the, the 30th of May. Masaki Mochizuki is teaming with Ayato Yoshida versus Kasusara Higuchi and Kotaro Yoshino. And Shinskaoka is teaming with Suwama. Mitsuya Nayagi uh, going against Nagai, Nagai versus uh, going against uh, Yuki Okabayashi, Daisuke Sakimoto, and Masara. So that is a tradition uh, show, tradition, with, which is uh, Tatsumi uh, Fujinami's uh, promotion. Where's Leona? Yeah, I was going to joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is not the card. That's actually interesting. So far. If we, they, said, if... they said it's either Hi- Hi- Leona or Hiromu Takahashi. And <laughs> I said, son, you got to sit this one out. Yeah, Tatsumi Fujinami was like, nah, I want to wrestle Hiromu. I don't want to wrestle my son. <laughs> but yeah, that that is going to be in Corkin on May 30th. I, if if it makes tape, we'll probably uh, mention it. If it's any good. I could see I could see the Mochizuki and Higuchi tag be good. So, uh, like, that is a pairing that I didn't know I needed until I saw it on paper. I'm kind yeah. of more interested uh, in Higuchi versus Yoshida, actually. 
I haven't yeah. seen Yoshida in such a long time. Two, uh, two AW Yoshida, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know uh, Shotaro uh, Yoshinoto, so I'm yeah. I look forward to this. Yeah, if it, let's let's hope it makes that. <laughs> that oh, is the most important it's thing good. about uh, tradition. But uh, with that, we move over to the full card of Dead or Alive 2023 and uh, the missing cage match, of course. Uh, on May 5th, 2023, from the Aichi Prefectural Game uh, Gym, it is live on the Dragon Gate Network with English commentary. Match number one, UT's comeback match. UT and Jackie Funky Kame of Natural Vibes versus Kagetora and Kaiten Nagano. Uh, next match, eight-man tag. Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu Mochizuki, Yasushi Kanda and Mochizuki Jr. versus Don Fuji. Takeshi Yoshida, Problem Dragon, and Minorita in an 8-man tag. Match number 3, Open the Brave Gate Championship match. Jason Lee versus Dragon Daya. It's uh, Jason Lee's first defense. Next match, tag the match. Ultimo uh, Dragon versus Naruki Doi versus Diamante and Hyo of Seabrats. Next match, Open the Triumph Gate match. Kota Minora, BB Hulk, and Ben K. Making their defense against Casey, Big Boss, Shimizu, and Strong Machine J of Natural Vibes. Special tag match Yamato and Yuki Yoshioka versus Dragon Kid and Naomichi Marufuji from Pro Wrestling Noah. Open the Twin Gate uh, title match Shuji Kondo and Kano of Pro Wrestling Noah. Kongo versus Kai and Ishin of Seabrats. The first defense of the Twin Gate for. Uh, Keno and Shuji Kondo. And in the main event, open the Dreamgate Championship match. Shin Skywalker making his second defense against Madoka Kikura of The Courage. So that is the full card. No Dead or Alive cage match on this year's Dead or Alive, just like last year's. A bit disappointing. Yeah, we had the discussion for uh, for a little bit that maybe like the main event uh, will get changed, but I don't think they will do that. Mm. Um, but it, honestly, it's a shame. Um, the cage match gave this this show such an identity, uh, which is kind of lost. Yeah. To me, I just felt they haven't really done it in a while, like a few years now, and. You know, like, you can point to the tag match they had that led to the hair match. That's not the same. Like, that to me is not a real Dead or Alive cage match. Like, like in, in my opinion, the Dead or Alive cage match is a real five-on-five, five, the craziness, the factions. We haven't had that in so long that I've really kind of stopped thinking about it in that, yeah. in that circumstance. So hopefully one day we bring it back. But this year... It's not that year, unfortunately. Even though I think, it, like you were saying, it really gave it an identity and a character in and of itself to it, because those matches were so unique. You know, like, there was nothing like them in wrestling other than that. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't get that anymore. Like, you can always remember the, the like, turn of Naruki Doi versus um, on Yamato in the 2016 one. Like, that is one a classic yeah. moment. And... Yeah, the, we we really miss miss them. Like I I really miss them. I I wish they would come back. 
I really liked the Espicanto one, but more because I was so into the Dragon Kid and Espicanto story. That was a great match, but it's totally, it's like apples and oranges comparison. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but that's the, that, but we're talking about wide receivers to all the NFL yeah. fans out there. It's like it's a totally different thing, pretty much. Yeah, uh, that match that also match had to great. save the show after Kikuda got hurt. Yeah, that is also true. And it was, and it was just a great match and a great piece of business overall. Like the story of it, the angle, the, and all of that was great. Uh, you know, but it just it wasn't the same. Like it's, it is not a dead or alive cage match. To, you know, to me. I see that. I see it. Um, and yeah, but then again, like even without the cage, we still uh, that means Kikuro gets to de- redeem himself in the main event on the show where he had to be uh, before the cage match last. The last time he had, he and Shun faced in this building, and yeah, I I think this is gonna be a really good show. Like the ma- main event, especially, has like big potential of being like great. I think it's just to me not to cut you off, but another thing that's double. Not that like this is great. Like I said, this card is good, and the main event is great. I I think that they've kind of taking a step back from how great it, I thought it could have been in my head for the build-up, but still, yeah. the real-life implications of the match itself... Well, the match itself is going to be a heel type of match to me. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be tons of interference and stuff like that in it. But either way, like you were saying, the story of his redemption is great, but what really hurts this year, I think more than some other... the last few years that they haven't done it, is that they had an angle already built up with Vibes versus Zebrats you know, at the end of last year. And yeah. it just it disappeared, you know, unfortunately. And that would have been perfect for, for this. Yeah, they went away from that. That it, it, that was a bit disappointing. That is true. <laughs> um, just uh, to the card, I want to say that I'm really happy that UT is back. Um, oh, yeah. Like, he is always a candidate for most underrated. And, you know... Like giving him the the spot in the opener that is always streamed on YouTube is yeah, just it heals my heart. I am a bit disappointed that the Motosuke Junior storyline has been pushed down to the like get everyone into yeah. the into the card match. I mean, they could have done like a cage match with uh with the Mochizukis versus. Uh, Kanda and Suzumu. That would have been emotional. <laughs> but yeah, that, I I mean... like they, they could have built that. They could have built that. that is That's true. not the same either to me. Not said. And how would they yeah. build it when the story that seems to have been Junior turning on Senior? I mean, doing that in the cages. Yeah, that would be good. Um... But yeah, of course, Jason Lee and Dragon Dial, that's going to be, like, I mean, I think that is going to be the undercard show stealer. Like, uh... That's the best match on the card. Like, re- like pure wrestling-wise. Like, that's... Oh, really paper, yeah. That... yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess. Like I, I mean, I think the, the Triangle Game match could be something really strong. You know, overall, yeah. too. Uh, the Naomi Chimurafuji tag will be a test. Uh, we'll see how... How invested Marufuji is. He is 
make he is challenging for the GHC heavyweight title the day before. So he might be a bit tired during this match. <laughs> he could be the champion. He could be the champion. He could be the champion. We uh, could see Yuki well, he, he could He could be injured and they send Kenny Okada. That would be awesome. Of all people of all people in Noah, let's send Kenny Okada. <laughs> In this, in this like main eventers pack. <laughs> I don't know where he's at these days. I don't know. I don't watch Noah. Did you, they take you him watch off? Noah? You're the one that watches Noah. You should. But know. didn't they take him off the tour? Like him and Yano. Oh. Are they, yeah, I mean we, they, we don't know why. Have they, they been sent on an excursion? No, I it, hope it's, so. it's it's some it's some mysterious thing nobody wants to answer. Like we. Uh, we, you know, there's a lot of assumptions out there, but they took them off the tour. They, they will come back as Congo members. I mean, we we hope that it's not a real life situation. But oh yeah, that is true. Like I said, which is what it probably is. But um, like uh, they, there's lots of guys in Noah. They they can send in for that role, yeah. but that's not gonna happen. Like the reality is, Marfuji is gonna be here fine. Yeah, uh, he'll like he'll wrestle if he if he only could use one leg. Yeah. You know, it just, he's, to me, as a guy, like, I'm not a fan of his by any stretch of the imagination these days, but he's more of a, uh, like, motivation is, is the key with him. If he can be motivated for this, I think you can get something at least good out of him, especially with somebody the caliber of Yoshioka, who is yeah. going to make this feel like a huge deal. And it is a huge deal for him in, in all reality. So I for think Yoshioka, it's a motivation. This is a huge thing. Like, he, he, I think he is the most hyped about this match. <laughs> Like Oof. Yoshioka, he's more yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. than even us fans are for this match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I think with him and his skill level and, and what he's going to bring to the table, Marfuji, if he's motivated, this could actually be good. And I've spoken of my love yeah. of DK many times, so hopefully they can get it together. I, I think this is a sleeper match, honestly. I think it might surprise some people. Yeah. Uh, but we will break down the full card next week and... Uh, DDT Max Bump and give our predictions after each match and stuff like that. Uh, but that will be next week's episode. Uh, this week, uh, since th- there hasn't been that much to talk about, the two uh, cross Fukuoka shows were like nothing and like nothing's that worth to to go uh, to talk about. Uh, so we are gonna do a Q and A. Uh, we got you listeners uh, to send in some writing questions. And yeah, we got a few few of them. And we should start with this one from Kieran from my Discord, Kieran Key uh, at uh, Kishin Kase37. What is your dream dead or alive cage match? And I think this fits because we just talked about dead or alive and the, the missing cage match. <laughs> so this fits as an opener. Uh, my dream match, I will go first. I I want to say this before anyone can steal it. I want an open the Brave Gate title match in the cage. Elimination rules with the flags, just like uh, the Dreamgate match in uh, 2017. Then with all the like guys that are prominent in the in the Brave Gate scene right now: Dragon Daya, Mochizuki Jr., Minorita, Jason Lee, Jackie from Kikame, and Takuma Fujiwara, maybe. Like those people all in the cage doing the flag thing doing the elimination rules and the winner gets the brave gate title that is tell me that is not money 
that sounds like a ton of fun, uh, honestly. The Brave Gate scene, to me, you can make the case that's the best thing going right now in DG. Yeah. Yeah, you can. What are but, your uh, like, the stream, Dead or Alive match, though? On the spot. Unless oh, mine? Have, yeah, um, I have one. Yeah, but I'll let Yannick go first, since he seems to have one. Yeah, I don't have it like fully worked out, but it has to it has to do with uh Mochizuki Jr. versus Ishin. As long as it comes down to those two, you mean? Yeah. Um Yeah, that's maybe cool. like you know, like a, a Captain's Fall uh match. Um like like a a grudge match where Mochizuki Jr. leads I don't know, maybe his dad and Suzumu. Um Yeah. Versus uh Ishin and Diamante and Kai or something. That sounds awesome. That sounds really cool. The... You know, I was gonna ask you one thing, Sandra, about yours. Is the hair and the mask on the line yeah. in, in your match too? Because the, the first lo- one was the, the loser has to uh lose the mask and hair or hair. Okay. Just, just like, to make sure. just like uh, Cyber Kong did in the 2017. Yes. Yeah, a legendary unmasking on Cyber yeah, Kong. I, I rewatched that match just before recording today. Then. So. Well, I look at this as more of a historical type of deal. Um, I mean, nowadays, like I said, if they had a good angle with Vibes versus Zebrats, but they kind of turned away from it. Otherwise, I mean, they might be able to pull something out with the courage. Uh, you know, that's still three on three, but if they, they wanted to, I think they could pull something out. I looked at it more historical, and I always view these as, you know, in the past, the faction versus faction. So, yeah, I went with historical groups against each other here. Oh, okay. So a dream match at two different time periods. In fact, one person in one of the factions was also in the other one at a different point. But for the purposes of this match, I kept him out. Okay. So, the best heel faction to me of all time in DG, Berserk. Heels. Oh. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. Um, yeah. uh, Shingo, Naruki Doi, Yamato, Eita, and T-Hawk. This is yeah. around 2015 to 2017. Yeah. We actually uh, have a Berserk question later on. And yeah. they, they take on World 1. BB Hulk, Masato Yoshino, Susumu Yokosuka, Pac, and MCKZ. Uh, five on five, dead or alive match. That to me would be the best version, like two of my favorite factions ever in yeah. DG. Go, going at the best heel, the best baby face, uh, and I think that would be an incredible match. That sounds awesome. That would, yeah, prob- that would be really cool. Um, how do you like how do you like KZ's rapping at the basketball game? Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> Casey, uh, Big Boss Shimizu, Jackie Funky Kame, and Strong Machine J all showed up at a uh, local, uh, at a basketball game in Takayama? Somewhere like that. Takayama. Somewhere like that. Somewhere in Japan. And uh, (laughs) they they did the whole like dance and uh, all that. And Casey even got the rap, of course. I thought it was that was cool. Like seeing Strong Machine J just doing the breakdance bit on the <laughs> on the basketball court was so cool. The cheerleaders were in the background. Uh, yeah, that was those two. <laughs> yeah, Jay was going off with his breakdancing. Yeah, he 
Uh, and the crowd gave them a, a nice applause at the end as well. So it was a very fun segment. Yeah. Uh, moving on with the questions, uh, since you mentioned Berserk, let's do uh, Xavier's one. Uh, so, Xavier from and a fellow five star co uh, contributor, five star network contributor, at a dumb millennial, erase one unit from history Berserk, RED, or Blood Warriors. Dylan. Well, this first of all, he's going to have to watch his back on this WNBA fantasy game we've got going on uh, the, between the contributors. We're both in that league. Uh, yeah. you know, so I, th I think we're going to be enemies very soon. So I, I, I'm going to answer the question here, but there could be some heat in the future. As I'm saying, if the fantasy game goes bad, if some people get some hurt feelings, I won't win or lose. I'm all about having fun, but hopefully we can all have, be good, all of us that are signed up for that league, which we both are. Uh, so to me, this is an easy answer, to be honest, when you listen to those three. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. But to me, like, Berserk is unquestionably, like, the one that you can't get rid of. Yeah, you can't just... get rid of two of these, in my opinion. Yeah. To me, R.E.D. is the obvious oh, cut point. No, I mean, R.E.D. Yeah, is a, a great heel faction, but not... The problem as... is that R.E.D. got us into Dragon Gate. Yeah, oh, R.E.D. got okay. me and Yannick into Dragon Gate, man. Oh, okay. Well, that's totally, well. I guess I'm going to be the outlier then, but because like both of those other groups are phenomenally great, <laughs> like uh, you know, Blood Warriors was a great angle at the time. Oh, like, yeah. It's so like, like that to me was one of the best factions ever because it led to Dory. Because Dory was like the main babyface at the time, you know, obviously team with Speed Muscle, and that led to some like unbelievable heel work at at the time, where even people that you know back then. There was a lot of people that disrespected DG, and, I, and there's still a little bit of that today, but much, much less than it was back in the old days, uh, back when Blood Warriors was around. But even those people saw his great charisma heel work that he had, just a spectacular performer. To me, there's no, like, R.E.D. is not even close to comparable to them, you know. So and just in-ring-wise. The, the problem here is that Sebi has has, like, found the three big heel units in Dragon Gate history. And the three most loved heel <laughs> units in Dragon Gate history. Like, all the all three of these units are must for the Dragon Gate history. Oh, yeah, the, like, world, the whole thing would change. I mean, in R.E.D.'s defense, they were probably the more, more important ones than Blood Warriors in terms yeah, of... Because, yeah. I, I wouldn't be here talking about Dragon Gate if it wasn't for R.E.D. Uh, not even just y'all, but I'm just saying in general, yeah. like, they... They, because that they came around at a very specific time to where they were doing the Toriumon and the Dragon Gate. The brands were the factions, and then Red was kind of the heel unit, unit yeah. to kind of split between them. So that's why they like Blood Warriors were around for like a year or two. Uh, Red was around for a lot longer and still kind of live on in Zebrats, you know, yeah. like in, in a more well, or less Berserk lives on in Zebrats. It is funny though because Berserk lives lived on in Antias, which Antias lived on in R.E.D. Which yeah, that's what I'm saying. Seabreds. It's like the whole thing starts with Berserk when it comes to those. Uh, yeah, to me, Antias was like so awful that yeah, like, yeah, just kinda... yeah, but it's still just a rebranding more or less. Well, all of it, like in DG, whatever the main heel group is a rebranding, right? Yeah. You know, so like that's kind of the point of the whole company. Uh, you know. Jason kind of said in his interviews, like, that's what DG is, is the, yeah. the units. 
and stuff. So yeah, like yeah, I guess technically you are you are right. I guess all of these groups kind of bleed into each other. Although I guess you could kind of trace back to when uh, Shingo turned heel off of Monster Express would kind of lead more to Berserk than Blood yeah. Wars. But whatever. Like either way, the top what? heel group always kind of brings in. One thing about uh, like the the most important thing about Blood Warriors is that they were the like main storyline for two years. The main storyline was Blood Warriors versus Junction Three for like all of 2011 and 2012. Um, and Joy is just an amazing heel. Like Red yeah. didn't have that level of top guy. Like oh, Come on, you know, Aether. Aether and Pac. Oh, well, Pac, like yeah. Pac in oh, ring, absolutely. yeah. Like in ring, yes, but not as a character to me. Like the the like he's a great wrestler. Yeah. What and, I find what I find fascinating about Red though is that they like that they were so effective and so great and gave like the best match in modern Dragon Gate history. Um, with three rookies in a match. That is true. That. The, you know, it's the not R&D really comparable on that level. Match is, was featured three rookies that were so new to the wrestling scene, and the, it's one of the most like memorable matches of the uh, pandemic era of Dragon Gate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, memorable. I, I'll, I'd say it's like a top five match in the 2020s. Overall. Yeah, I wouldn't argue about that. It's a really good one. <laughs> But yeah, wow, they, yeah. Say, say they found a question that will make every us that could make us fight for like forever because this is all these three units are so influential and so needed for Dragon Gate history. Who would y'all uh, say between Berserk and Blood Warriors then? I would, I don't have that many like strong memories of Blood Warriors except for the matches. Yeah, like, I think that's the thing. Is like they, there's they're kind of way back in the distance, so a lot of people yeah. might not even be that familiar. Like with I have it. seen more. Yeah, of I'm I'm not. than Blood Warriors. I'm not a historian. Um, yeah, I I can't really talk about on it, to be honest. I I have seen way more more of Berserk. Uh, well, that whole already. deal when that happened was there were two different group groups, right? Yeah, uh, like Blood Generation and, and Warriors One, and they like came together like to do the heel group, so. Like yeah. it was kind of like it was kind of like again similar to what we're talking about. Like groups merged with each other, and like they kind of just had the legacy. Like when Doi turned heel, so. I I don't have that that many like strong memories of Blood Warriors as I Warriors have. Warriors Five, excuse me. Yeah, I like I don't have that strong memories of Blood Warriors as I have with Berserk or Red. Like Berserk, I will always go back to the, the Doi turn on Yamato in the cage match. And I will always go like I will always like remember remember that for being awesome and and the, the first one happened for Blood Warriors like the first version of that when Doi turned on Yamato. So. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was basically like totally. I mean, how many turns does Doi had on Yamato, uh, uh, Yamato and Yoshino over the years? How oh, yeah. many turns has he had? <laughs> well, just in general, yeah, but especially over Yoshino. Well, Yoshino is probably the top. Yeah, Yoshino. One. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how that started before. They kind of did redid it with Yamato, but Yamadoi was an amazing team too. So it's like yeah. that yeah. speaks up to Doi's greatness uh, to where he had this legendary team with Speed Muscle, and then had another great team with Yamato. Uh, so uh, yeah, like and then and the and the turn ended up having those similar emotions. The the Yamadoi turn had the same similar emotion as Speed Muscle did. So that's a great sign for him as a overall talent. Yeah. And uh, with that, we move over to um, 
let's see. If I, another historic historical one, I think this is uh, yeah. Two, we have two other historical ones before we can move over to like more current stuff. Um, from Henry Headshays, uh, Henry slash Headshays, uh, at blue blue underscore Ray Mysterio. Favorite Stalker Ishikawa matches or moments? Do you remember any? <laughs> I remember. I was going to ask y'all about this because, like, to him or to me, I think that my experience with him may be different than y'all. So I'd like to know what you guys say about this first. One, like, I don't, I, I never remember, like, moments from when it happens in a match. That That is impossible for me. I. A match, I like the problem with Ishikawa is that I don't remember any of his matches because all, they're all so short and like the same. Like, how many times have he been against an outsider who has squashed him and then and then left? <laughs> um, kind of a one note gimmick, huh? I I will say though, a moment that I I always I always love when when Ishikawa tries to go for German and fails, but when he hits one, it's even better. Like, the moment in the R.E.D. versus Torimon match that I rewatched also today, I've watched a lot of all Dragon Gate today, the R.E.D. and Torimon match uh, from Final Gate, when uh, Ishikawa, when all of the Torimon people come into the ring and Ishikawa is the last one, and he first fails doing the German, and then he hits the German perfectly yeah. on Espikento. What an awesome spot. <laughs> Uh, Yannick, do you have any favorite memories or matches? I really, with him too, I really struggle to um, to remember the specifics. Um, because honestly, he does it, he manages to always do the same and still be funny about it. Yeah. Um, what did you just have with, uh, with the with the German, what is a great, uh, great bit because they did that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but like on my own, I couldn't come up with like a specific moment. Well, for a long time, he was like hailed as one of the best comedy wrestlers anywhere. Uh, you know, like o- over the years, he's really taken like a back seat as time has gone along. I'd say the the last six, seven, eight years, he really isn't even that. Like, they don't give him anything. It's just like, you know, one, one side fits all. But there's one thing that I definitely remember. Um, the thing, because I feel like I've gotten asked a similar question like this on the Eastern Lariat before. And the answer that I gave there is the one I'm going to mention here, the one that always stands out to me. From uh, 2005, it was like Primal Gate which uh main event was like blood generation and do fixer like one of the you know uh, early yeah. editions not the not the ring of honor one obviously but before that it was like november 2005 or so uh it was when akira hokuto came to <laughs> the dragon gate and squashed uh hollywood stalker ishikawa and that was actually hokuto's last ever singles match in her whole career oh so, shit yeah b- believe it or not yeah, that is yeah i, I remember Keep digging that up one time. Yeah. The show is actually like 
really great. Uh, it's not like they didn't have a title match on it, but uh, they had a big singles match with like uh, Rio Saito versus Milano Collection AT on there, which was really good. Uh, the, 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 like I said, the eight man tag at the end uh, was really great. Uh, so that was like a really good show, one I always loved a lot. Uh, but uh, Hokuto coming in, it's a Kiriko Hokuto. Her being a Dragon Gate's like what a, a fun quiz moment, like you know, a trivia moment yeah. years and years later. So I always go to that one as my favorite one. Uh, he's had, but yeah, like you said, I mean, he's had it against virtually any legend in hey, Japanese Jimuto, wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> but Ricky yeah, they still robbed him of the biggest decks, Satoshi Kojima. That is true. Oh, that was such a dumb joke. That was such a dumb joke. That, but that joke is still going. It's not that yeah. worse. Just look, at, just look at the show. By the way, we're covering this on the Eastern Lariat Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat. Me and Yannick. Well, you, know, we, you alone. <laughs> well, for the last show, but for all the other ones, yes. Uh, you know, we, we have to work with Yannick's schedule sometimes, to be honest. But you've seen Satoshi Kojima in All Japan. Yes. He was the but ex there. They said... Yeah, yeah, it was too, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, so so there you go. It still keeps keeps on going. Maybe one day he will be an X for Kobe World. If they have a mystery opponent with more DG and Noah stuff happening, look out. Satoshi I, may come to yeah. DG. Ichikawa must have been so disappointed when it was just Keiichi Muto. <laughs> that was that was awesome. <laughs> yes. Um. So with that, uh, we have one final. Like historical one before we move on from Marwan. Uh, everyone knows Marwan. He's one of my fa- one of my favorite guys. Uh, favorite two thousands Dragon Gate match. I will go first. Uh, there is one that always sticks in my mind. It is not the sh- uh, the Shingo and BB Hulk singles match in two thousand eight. It is a tag team match in two thousand eight between. Uh, BB Hulk and Shingo Takagi, New Hazard versus Muscle Outlaws, Masaru Yoshino, Naruki Doi, on Primal Gate uh, in Korkin on, I think, the 15th of January or something like that. Yeah. Uh, for the, actually, for the GHC junior tag, uh, tag titles. This match is one of Speed Muscle's best matches, uh, tag matches, and is just an awesome match that I always go back to and watch from time to time. Do you, did you guys get, get, come prepared to this for this question? No, no, uh, not at all. Then Dylan can go. I'll here. go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of said the what I was going to say, which was Shingo and, and BB's singles match. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. their their rivalry was the best thing to me at Dragon Gate of that whole era. Uh, yeah. Watching it, I thought it was amazing. Uh, up and down, and they obviously it led to the their... two thousand eight singles match. It started well, in 2005 when they were when yeah. they were still yeah like uh, but it, it continued on throughout over the years like that was one of their peak I'd say the, their real peak was the hair versus hair match uh, which yeah. came yeah like right at the start of 2010 yeah. uh, like so like or yeah, mid 2010 maybe at the latest but uh, yeah their rivalry is great whatever match you have of theirs is always going to be really great yeah uh, overall and uh, that's so, the one that's that's the one that i would go to always and i've said this before hulk was like my guy and that match DG. that match actually happened like a couple of months after the one i said so like they had a great year in 2008 yeah yeah um, they were and all uh, they had a great match too in noah when they were going for the ghc titles like they were part like when they were in noah as a tag team they were like really great too yeah 
as I said, I'm not a big historian. Um, I struggle to go back sometimes, and even then, like, there's so much wrestling to watch now. I <laughs> when should I ever get to it? Um, so I have a really like kind of a standard uh, answer for this. Um, but I'll go with the four-way trios match for the. Well, it's technically a Storyumon match, but still. Yeah, Storyumon counts. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I just how hot Corican was that day is so wild. Uh, I, I'm actually shocked you didn't t- pick the Dragon Gate slash DDT match. Of, uh, I, we'll get to that sometimes on this <laughs> podcast. DB Hulk, Cyberkong, and Shingo Takagi versus Honda, Harashima, and Kota Ibushi. That, that is a match that we, sh- we will probably go, go and review on this, this show one day. If we go back to uh, Toriumon, you have to look at uh, Dragon Kid and Darkness Dragon, their mass oh, match yeah. too. Uh, that was one of the best, uh, I would say, there. Um, you know, but there was a lot of great stuff over the years. Uh, like the first uh, decade of the 2000s, there was actually a lot of great wrestling, if you want to look at it, from Dragon Gate or Toriyaman specifically. But even in the Dragon Gate days, uh, they were doing a lot of really cool things back then. Uh, so, yeah, like a lot of great matches to pick from. While we're in the 2000s, uh, this weekend... It is the twentieth uh, anniversary of Genki Horiguchi versus Shima in the the final of the tournament of the what's it called El Numero Uno two thousand three. Uh, tomorrow, that is the twenty twentieth anniversary of that match, which is like Genki Horiguchi's like breakout match as a singles wrestler, and like when you hear. Uh, the Hage chance at shows today, it is because of the crowd in Torimon that day in 2003. I, I rewatched that match recently, so that was a, yeah, a, a I watched it yesterday, but I didn't have the time. Yeah, because it's the 20th anniversary, go and look that up. It is on Dragon Gate on the Dragon Gate network. Uh, just look for like the Torimon uh, reunion. Collection and it, that was the match Genki Horiguchi shows himself to showcase from the Torimon era. And uh, then we move over to some current Dragon Gate questions. Um, still from Marwan, uh, Ryu Fuda hasn't been doing much this uh, this year and hasn't joined a faction yet. So, do you all think he should join one of the current ones or should he be the first member of a new one? Yannick. Why don't you go first? I know you like Ryufuro a lot. I really like him. Um, I always wanted him to, to link up with uh, Mochizuki, um, but like when M3K, that doesn't really fit. Yeah. Um, I honestly think he could pull off the courage. Like, ca- in kind of, kind of uh, an adoption story. Like they adopt him and he he'll, he'll slowly grow with them. I yeah. think that just could fit. And I, actually, I want to see it. <laughs> I think that would be like a great idea for him. Would be if you could have the turn with Junior and Senior. I think Junior and Fuda as like a, a team, and Fuda's kind of like his pin eater for now. Would be like they'd have a great chemistry together with each other. Yeah. And, like, the new and faction it, being, like, a, a junior, you know, vehicle, pretty much. Like, him leading his own faction. Because I think Junior's at a level where he can lead a group. 
Yeah, opinion. I'm not sure if they'll do that. They, um, they won't do that. Really... He is at that level. That, uh, yeah, that yeah exactly. it's not really their style to do, uh, like to give such a young I, wrestler his own. I think, I think, I think he could fit in with uh, two wrestlers that are currently on excursion when if they when they come back. Which leads to the next the next question. Uh, Abid uh, asked at Abid. Uh, 5706. When Takuma Fujiwara and SP Kento make the return, do you want to see them join a current unit or form a new one by also bringing in Takuma Nishikawa, who's also on excursion? I think Ryu Fuda would fit perfectly with Takuma Fujiwara and SP Kento in a SP Kento led, like, young guys faction. I fantasized about um, their comeback, like some fantasy book and stuff. Um... And that was before we knew about um, Ata's status. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like we should link them up with Ata and form like a super face unit. Yeah. That um, was what we wanted. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, about Nishikawa, I have never seen a match of his. Um, yeah. I never went out. Yeah. They never make tape almost. Yeah, there there are a few out there, um, but I never went out of my way to um, to watch them. I don't know. Um, like I can't speak on that. Um, yeah. But it's just obvious that they should really. Um, it they would be pretty uh, perfect for a new unit, and they should be super face. Yeah, I don't want them to join any current unit when they come back. New group with Mochizuki Jr. <laughs> leading it. Yeah. I... No, SP Kento. No, no, no. no. Uh, Junior won't be. I don't think Junior will be like what... the clear cut face for what... a long while. Whatever oh, unit yeah. SP Kento is going to take part in when he comes back, he is the leader of. Okay. That that needs to be established. I think SP Kento is unit leader. I hope so. I mean, like I said, I mean, he was so great. Uh, in his run a couple of years ago. He's been really missed. Uh, he's a guy I thought could be a King of Gate winner. As time goes along, you know, and you just wonder what's up. You know, you just hope they come back soon. I, I think that they, they need him. I don't know. I don't know if they'll put them immediately in a group, new group, but I think that he should be because they have a lot of... He specifically has a lot of unfinished business with Zebrats that I think that they should do something with. Yeah. Uh... Scott and Peps both asked like similar questions, so I'll split one of them. I'll. Uh, they both asked from uh, if we could pick a wrestler from outside of Dragon Gate to join the roster full time. Who would it be and why? Uh, but um, it has to be a Western wrestler, right? I'm, yeah, but I'm gonna split. I'm gonna split okay, Scott okay. and Peps's questions. Scott, uh, the Scott question will be a native Jap- Japanese wrestler, and the Peps question will be a Gaijin. So we'll do P- Scott first. Uh, what wrestler in Japan do you think would fit on the Dragon Gate roster? There's so many of, of them that you can look at. All of them in Gleep. <laughs> that, that may have come back in. <laughs> I, yeah, just... but that's kind of a boring answer, though. No, no I'm, I'm just playing anyway. Yeah, what do you have, think, Yannick? Let's have the same rule that they can't have been in Dragon Gate before. I was just playing around. But what do you think? Um, yeah, it has to be in 
uh, has to be between um, Otsuki and Hayato. Oh, that would be that would be interesting. Stealing away the top juniors in all Japan. Naruki Doi, the politician. <laughs> Dad, his freelance was just a psyop. He's secret agent Doi trying to steal people away. Man, why couldn't he go to New Japan and steal stolen those juniors? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that idea. I really like Rising Ayato and, and Atsuki Ayagi, and I think both of them would fit in Dragon Gate. It would yeah, be a say, real those, blow those are... to All Japan, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the all Japan juniors are doomed. If that yeah, happens, we're like we're not talking about like other companies, like just who we yeah. want. No, no, I I totally understand. Um, uh, Despi would yeah. be great too. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah, Desperado. That would be a great, uh, a great person to come over. He can kind of fit it anywhere. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for... For me, like I said, I think a lot of the junior heavyweights could really do a lot of great things uh, in them. To me, I'm going to go a little off the radar here for you guys because I think that it's time for Yusuke Okada to move from DDT once again. He's not getting the push he needs in DDT that he didn't get in All Japan either. And I think that he needs to go to Dragon Gate overall. Hell yes. Yusuke Okada in gold class. Oh, great fit. Yeah, great call on your part. He'd be great for that. I think, like, honestly, again, we're not thinking about the companies, but, like, Mao and Shunma, if they went to DG, they could do, a, like, a ton of great stuff with, uh, like, the roster yeah. there in Dragon Gate. Overall. So, Except with the run they're on, they, like, they fit in everywhere. Those two versus yeah. Kung Fu Masters. Oh, oh, so awesome. Shunma versus, oh, Shunma versus Diamante. That would be Great, also. Okay, so my guy, my guy, is someone that was rumored uh, was maybe heading to Drangith earlier this year. Uh, it was kind of like we don't know, we don't have any confirmation about it, and nothing has happened about it at all. Uh, but uh, New Japan's Show Tanaka or Show from Roppongi 3K back in the day. Now he's of course in House of Torture, everyone's favorite unit. Um, I think Show needs a refresh, and him on the Dragon Gate roster would be awesome. I think if he went back to the show he was during the Roppongi 3K days, I think we could have a main eventer in Dragon Gate. Yeah, but if you think how his time in Mexico went, maybe it isn't such a great idea. <laughs> if it's any yeah. indication. I think, yeah. like, kind of, kind of what you said about Mao and Shunma, like, Sho could fit in anywhere just so he doesn't do this gimmick anymore. So uh, <laughs> any idea of him changing brands is automatically a good one uh, overall. He'd be an interesting one because he'd be kind of, you know, before this all happened, remember, he was going toe-to-toe with Shingo. Yeah, he uh, was there. good. Oh. He was really good before he joined House of Torture. <laughs> yeah, but just stylistically... Yeah, I think he showed versus Shingo that he could adopt. Like he would be one of the bigger guys probably on the roster when he got to DG. Um, you know, so I think he could fit in really well. Uh, you know, overall, I think he'd do some great stuff there. And like I said, him getting out of House of Torture is kind of like a, you know, net positive no matter what. And I think that that's a good call. So you have uh, Atsuki, 
me with Okada and you with Show. Yeah, those those are good ones. Um, and then the pe- uh, Peps uh, Peps's question uh, that was uh, that was a question for Scott E Wrestling, our boss, the leader of Five Star Network. But uh, Peps also had the question: uh, What Gaijin would you love to see in Dragon Gate? He also again someone that has never been in Dragon Gate before. I I will start and say the obvious one is Snake Wayne, but I want yes. I, <laughs> But I've, I've, it's a gaijin, which means I can take anyone, and I will take anyone, and I will take Brian Danielson. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow, good call. Like, he has, so he has never been in Dragon Gate. He has been in Dragon Gate USA, but not in Dragon Gate proper. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, I picked the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. What yeah. uh, I, who do you do pick? I pick him too. <laughs> <Like> okay. <laughs> no, um, but we should probably have a realistic one though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. F- fuck realism. Come on. <laughs> um. I, my first thought was uh, Nick Wayne too. Like he's kind of the obvious pick. Yeah. Um. But I went f- for um more. A left field pick that I just think um, it's a tag team, so it's not one wrestler, but it's uh, two. Yeah. It's a pair. Um, it's the Arrows of Hungary, Icarus and Dover. Oh, European wrestlers! Hell yeah! Yes, um, they're definitely on the on the bigger side for the uh, for the roster, but they used to be um, really. Like really fast technical wrestler, and now they're just um, since they're heel, um, especially as a part of Ambos in WXW, um, they built up and oh, they're they're really really great. Yeah, yeah. The, I, from what I've seen of them, they are pretty good. You, of course, have seen more of them because you've been in crowd in the crowd for them for their matches. Yeah, I haven't seen them. much of uh, them together live, sadly. Yeah. Um. Because I think Icarus or Dover. Ah, uh, uh, no, Dover at the time was injured. But and um, what I a- what I've seen on tape was great. Yeah. Yeah. A a guy I could see have a kind of Jack Morris breakout run in Dragon Gate because like Jack Morris, a guy who no one really knew of in uh came to Noah last year and he has. While he has been in Noah, he has like been improved and improved and improved, and is now like a really good wrestler that you should actually check out. Um, a guy I I think could use that in Dragon Gate, who is not like doing anything right now, uh, ex- except wrestling on west on the West Coast, is uh, Titus Alexander. He's a West Coast Pro. Uh, he's the West Coast Pro Champion right now. He's pretty talented. He's one of the better. Indie yeah. Guys. I think he in a drag in the Dragon Gate system for a year could come out like a really good wrestler. Like he's already like really solid and promising, but I think he could have a really good. He what about Luchadores? Luchadores? Luchadores, like um, just like Mexican wrestlers. Oh, oh yeah, Luchadores. I, th- I think like, I mean. There are a bunch from CMML I would take, but New Japan has dibs on them, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, they're very protective of that relationship. You know. Yeah, like I, I, I would take Sobrano Jr. easily, but uh, <laughs> I can't. Um, I think Latigo. I, I, from what I, I yeah, saw a lot of, of his best. matches. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his matches during the uh, WrestleMania weekend. I think he could be great there. Of course, the obvious one is Commander or Vikingo. Like, but those are dibs mm. by AEW. <laughs> Um, I mean, he isn't lead right now, so, um, but Galeno del Mal. Oh, that would be I, awesome. I, I love this guy. He's so good. Uh, Dylan, yeah, do, you are way, way more familiar with the Lucha scene than us. Who, who is a Lucha we haven't said that we would fit? Uh, to me, the best one would be like uh, Aramis. Uh, like yeah. he's, I think he had like a brief run. He was like PWG one year or something, like for their BO uh, Bola. He, he he actually faced Shun Skywalker at Bola this year. Oh yeah, see, look at that. He was already there. Uh, somebody I really like is uh, Drago Kid, like Astrolux, uh, like in, in Mexico. He had a little bit of a run in AAA, but uh, Drago Kid's not super great or anything like that. Uh, but uh, they have a lot of great wrestlers that would fit in and, and fit in very stylistically as well. Uh, I I like those guys. I said uh, Toxine is a, another one. Like uh, he teams with yeah. Latigo at times as well. Yeah. So he... I think Latigo would be like a, a like Diamante in Dragon Gate. Like he, I think he would fit the Dragon Gate roster a lot. Yeah, I mean, I totally like. Uh, he was a guy I was hyping five years ago, and like somebody that could be a guy that you really want to look at it and do a lot of great things. Um, you know, you have stuff, uh, you know, uh, Laredo Kid is well-known as well, uh, yeah. like high-flying guy. Uh, Arrow yeah. Boy is kind of like a, like, he does death matches too, but he's like a great regular wrestler as well. Um, you know, there's, a, like I said, there's so many guys, so you can, you can name off a million people, but yeah, like a lot of those guys, I would take over the indie guys in the U.S., and even like Arrows of Hungary are really talented like good wrestlers like I'm, I'm a big fan of icarus especially i think those guys are like really good picks uh not i wouldn't they wouldn't be my top picks for dg per se but they could really fit in anywhere i think like, i think that they're doing a great thing um titus you mentioned is one of the like i said i'm not a huge fan of the indie scene but he is one of the better ones uh, you know, that you could point to if you were going to look at somebody like that. And there's yeah. some guys, I mean, Gleets brought in people. Didn't they bring in freaking Jack Cartwheel or some bullcrap yes. like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they they brought in some guys from the American, too. So, you know, if DG wanted to. Did, uh, did you did you see that two of the big Lucha wrestlers that were on the Glee tour left big Lucha when they came home? Yep. yep. <laughs> that, is, that was interesting. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is with Lucha, I always say this because people will ask me about like, oh, what are the indie companies in Mexico? But if you don't know Lucha, you got to understand, maybe there's an IWRG that's been around for a while. But besides that, there's so many that pop up and go away and people that are friends and become en enemies. And then they talk trash at each other and hate each other on Twitter. And then they become well-liked again. It's, it's kind of crazy, the indie scene in Mexico with how many companies... Because I've seen a, a million of them just over the last maybe five, six, seven years that have come in. You know, like there's been Lucha Time, Big Lucha, you know, like all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Even the, I remember when the crash came around was a, like a, a big thing. Uh, you know, it's like the companies are a little weird in Mexico. And so this is another thing. DTU, I think they're still going too. Yeah, uh, you know, so. so. 
yeah. See, so you you know they're they're it's a, a you know the indie scene in Mexico is a little uh, out there, but yeah, them leaving. If anybody leaves anywhere, it's not that surprising in the indie yeah. scene. What were you gonna say, Yannick? No, no, no. I was just like back channeling. Okay. Well, uh, with that, we move over to uh, <laughs> Ultimate Bulldogs uh, question at Ultimate uh, Bulldog with an. Instead of an O, it's a zero in dog. Uh, I'm uh, his. Uh, he has a theory about Yo being the most important character in in Dragon Gate, and the mastermind purposely lost the Brave Gate belt for Min, uh, for Minerita to create a division in Gold Class. And he is also the true leader of Seabats. I think Shun Skywalker is very against this theory. <laughs> I just don't know if he's that successful. If that was his plan, I mean, I don't feel like Gold Class has that much dissension. Yeah, yeah, Gold Class are are like homies. They don't, they don't, they don't fight amongst each other. You had that one little deal where Ben K drug out uh, Minorita to make him apologize or whatever. But yeah, I think that was, that they got. I mean, better. that's like three months later. That was a dad bringing out his kid to apologize. It was Hio's plan all along. Don't don't question him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, it, I could see that happening, that, but I, I don't... I, I mean, mean, it, it could it, be a good Twitter bit, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I that's, mean, that's as far as this goes. It's a good yes. Twitter bit, but no, no reality to this, obviously. But he'll uh, being uh, Natsuki Tayo is a better bit. <laughs> I wonder if he'll referee again. Oh, maybe. Maybe, he, maybe when he retires, he will be like Natsuki Tayo, just wrestling, but as a ref. <laughs> Being retired, but still wrestling. Yeah, um, the thing is that Kyo Kyo is the guy that kind of like created dissension in Red, which led to the formation of Seabats. Like it was him and um, him and Espikanto who were trash talking Kaito Ishida and all, and Eita, and basically like they were the guys that turn on turn on uh, Eita and Ishida first, and was the mastermind masterminds behind the whole. A turn. That's right. Uh, the there are two two last ones, and then we'll end. Amy, uh, a guest on this podcast many times, many more in the future. Uh, kind of like when Shingo wrestled Kikura. If you could have a former Dragon Gate wrestler face one of their newer homegrown guys, who would it be, and why? Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so uh, kind of like when Shingo faced Kikuda last yeah. year. If we could have a former Dragon Gate wrestler face one of their newer homegrown guys, who would it be and why? I, I, I can go first. I, will, I would pick Akira Tosawa to face Casey. That is a personal uh, one for me, <laughs> because... They're basically the same rest. They like their moveset wise, they are very similar. But also, when it comes to vi- when it comes to just vibes as a Dragon Gate fan, for me, Casey and Akira Tosawa are two of my favorites, and uh, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean that would be an incredible match. Absolutely. You know, uh, and. I mean, they they've wrestled before when Tozawa was here the first time, many many times. But yeah, but now Casey is kind of in his proper form, I would say. 
Yeah, I could get behind that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, they had some singles matches. Uh, they, ha- I think they even fought when Tozawa was Bravegate champion. But we're going yeah. back a while, yeah. and it would be nice to see Tozawa again. Yeah, that for is me, the most important thing. <laughs> for me, I picked. Uh, the thing is, you know, because like for that stuff, I mean, you're just gonna look at a bunch of Gleek guys, right? <laughs> pretty, pretty much <laughs> at this point, uh, you know, where it's like Shingo. If you want to go to WWE, you'll be Tozawa, and then a bunch of Gleek guys. So I did kind of go with the Gleek guy, but I went with something even more uh, outside the, the lines, pretty much. I, col- I colored outside the lines a little bit in, in both sides of my matchup here. I went with Masato Yoshino making his return to DG. Whoa. Yeah, to I, face, I was thinking the same. <laughs> to face Takuma Fujiwara. Coming oh back from Mexico, one on one. So good. They never got to wrestle when uh, before Yoshino retired. Oh, and before came in. This man. would be my dream match. Um, awesome. I think I'll have to go with Shingo, um, because I think he's the best wrestler. Yeah, he is. Um, at least like at this stage. Um, I'm not going into any discussions further on this question, um, but uh, I'll have uh, Shingo beat up Junior. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, another one that I kind of want uh, is uh, T-Hawk versus Yuki Oshioka. Uh Basically, t- two very similar guys facing off each- uh, against each other would be really cool for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That would be a great match. Uh, T-Hawk is probably my favorite of the XDG guys. Uh, that didn't come about. Yeah, uh, as you there, so. probably um, as people probably heard last week when we talked about Theok versus. Uh, oh yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, listen to our episode of the archives. I was talking about Gleed on there. I mean, Lindemann versus Minorita sounds like great fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun if they if they did that. What what a great matchup that could be. What, um, what would your Shima uh, uh, like yeah. match be? That is an interesting one. I, um, I, Shima. I think Shima. I mean, it must be SB Kento. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that that is true. That uh, like get the guy that is like really good at heel heel work too. Um, yeah. Does, does Diamante count as homegrown? Oh, because I mean... I'd go I'd go with Bandito versus Diamante. Too. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Bandito, his one or one like three time appearances in Dragon, Dragon Gate. Nah, 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 like that counts. He's a yeah, former DC guy. He's a veteran of this. Okay, like, don't but, uh, Bandito, uh, Bandito isn't uh, the the guy in question here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what about what a okay? This this one is kind of. What if we get Puck versus like versus Dragon Dial? Yeah, I was thinking that, the same. That is a that is a like like that is a that is a star making match for Dragon Dial. He like Puck will make him look like the best. Ah, oh, I wish Puck that versus happened. anybody. Him and Yoshioka would be a, a hell of a match. Yeah, yeah, like Puck Puck versus Casey in the rematch. That would be awesome. Okay, uh, with that, uh, the last one from Ash and Tush, Ash Talks Puro, is Casey Time real? You know why I ended with this one, and 
I needed to end it with this one because we will see. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows the tru truth yet. <laughs> we will see. We, we will see where this Shinskawaker main goes. Oh, you forget about that. I mean, Casey time could happen anytime. It could happen 10 years from now. Man. There's no rules against Casey time. I mean, as I'm going to be personally attending Kobe World this year, I hope Casey time will be real. Hell yeah. We what got... a fun time it'll be. <laughs> Any last plugs before we head off? Um... Yeah, nothing really to do with uh, with Dragon Gate, but I listened to a podcast today um, of Kicker Two Nine Nine, and yeah. it is the episode about storytelling in stardom. And I just want to plug it here because I thought it was very very interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Hello. Uh yeah, everybody check out that episode. Uh, they do great work on Kicker Two Nine Nine. Yeah, over there on a lot of stuff. So. Uh, check that out. Uh, my show, Eastern Lariat. Uh, you know, we did an episode not that long ago, and we're gonna do one very soon about stardom uh, coming up. Since they have their yep. big show, we talked about Noah on the last episode. All together coming up. Uh, you know, all Japan, New Japan, Noah, all coming together. So big news in the world of Japanese pro wrestling. Check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/EasternLariat. Me and Yannick covered the first three days of all all Japan Champion Carnival. We'll cover some more when he gets the time to, to come back on. Uh, if he can make it through this champion carnival, considering some of the matches uh, on there we've set through. But, I made it uh, still sore. They haven't taken you out yet, Yannick, so I'm not going to stop believing in you. But uh, he'll he'll be back there. Uh, me and Sandre, we did a show on the Cinderella final and uh, TJPW standalone, but we still don't know what that means exactly. Standalone, huge false advertisement on the TJPW show. No one stood alone on that show. We were we were all not alone. And that's such a weird that. name for a teach show. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make any sense at all. But lots of fun <laughs> on there. Go, go go on there. We we have all kinds of stuff on there on the Patreon. Uh, we've done. Uh, audio documentaries, week of lariats, covering big matches, big moments, covering everybody's whole career. We did one for Mudo, me and Dr. Jonathan. Uh, me and Strigo did some on all of the third generation, Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan, and Nakanishi. Uh, there's going to be more in the future. I definitely plan on it. So lots of fun stuff yeah. there. Eastern Lariats, the, the jam. Follow us on Twitter at Eastern Lariat. But most importantly, keep your eyes peeled and your ears open to the Five Star Network with all the great shows coming on there, including the dramatic dream dragons. Yes. Uh, so with all the plugs, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot at the start of the episode to plug the other podcast on the Five Star Network, and that that is important because we have a new one, High Fly Flow, a, a New Japan podcast uh, with Storm and Stylops uh, hosting it. They had their first episode this week, uh, so go back in the archives and ser search up High Fly Flow. It, you will find it on the five star network.co uh, website. And they were running before, but like now, yeah, they but now they are on our network. Hey, and congratulations to them for getting the yeah. spot on the network. I really appreciate it. And I did want to say one more thing. I really want to thank all the fans out there for sending in questions and all the listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. You really helped make the show so good. I loved pretty much all the questions, I thought were all interesting and a lot of fun. 
Uh, especially go back to that historical side of DG, which yeah. doesn't get talked about we, as much as we want to do, like a historical retrospective episode one day. But th- th- it's been such a busy year, so <laughs> we haven't had the time. But we will probably find the time sometime this summer. Um, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> uh, but until next time, you can find me at uh, Sunderbjorn. You can find Dylan at Viva underscore zero. You can find Yannick at uh, Spadoosh all on Twitter. And until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Wake up and go. Break out the light.